We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents Sports Talk Saturday. On WGR, Nate Geary is off today. My name is Zach Jones, and I am joined today, Josh Schmidt on the board, and WGR morning show extraordinaire, and now WBN extraordinaire, Brayden Wilson. Guys, how are you doing this morning? That's that's one way to put it. I thought it was pretty I, good. I thought it was good. You're giving him a lot of credit. You're giving me way too much credit. <laughs> extraordinaire. Much. I mean, Howard Simon is an extraordinaire. Jeremy White is an extraordinaire. I am... I don't even know what you want to call me. Just the... Morning, peasant. Morning show peasant. producer now. Morning show peasant. <laughs> morning show peasant. But welcome that's, that's, into the that's show, the time, That's the type of uh, respect you get as a morning show producer. <laughs> morning show peasant. Peasant. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Because I know that you are now filling in a lot of the uh, morning show shifts. I that am. I, I used am. to have. You know. I do. I have questions for Brayton almost every day. <laughs> If not two or three, but yes. That's okay. Uh, welcome to the show, everyone. Nate Geary is off day. He's on vacation. He's enjoying himself. Yeah. Uh, we're not. It's still somewhat cold in Buffalo. I'm not happy about it's it. It's not that bad, but it's, it like, could be much better. It, it could be much better. But we do have some, I mean, we have news. We have news coming into the show, which I was slightly worried about, being told that I was going to do this show, and I'm like, so it's going to be a dead week in sports. That was my immediate reaction, was it's going to be an incredibly dead week in sports. But no, we have the Stefan Diggs extension for the Buffalo Bills. Owen Power, he's going to be coming to the Sabres. Disappointingly, I, I would bet for himself, he lost in the Frozen Four. I mean, that was nearly a dream team in college hockey. That that was as close as you can yeah. get it to as a dream team. Right. I mean, like, we've had Paul Hamilton on, on the station a bunch, and that's pretty much, I think, how he's described it, almost word for word. I don't want to quote him on that, but that's how a lot of people have seen it. It was a dream team, so it's it's disappointing. But as a Sabres fan, selfishly, I'm glad he lost. I, I get to see Owen Power now, and I'm excited about that. I mean, we would have seen o- we would have seen Owen Power as it is anyway, and I I honestly wouldn't have I wouldn't have second guessed probably see him Tuesday anyway, even yeah. if Michigan had you know beaten mm-hmm. Denver to go to the final four or the final of the Frozen Four today. Yeah. But, but you know, instead, it, it's gonna be exciting, right? Instead, people can watch uh, Bobby Brink, who's who was a Hobie Baker finalist for the uh, Denver Pioneers, play in the final tonight if they if they show so choose to. Yes, Bobby Brink is a Flyers prospect, by the way. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, disappointing that Michigan didn't win. I think a lot of people expected them to go to the Frozen Four final and win. I mean that you don't have a hockey team that has four of the five picks uh of first picks in the NHL draft on that same roster uh you don't expect them to lose yeah, in, you in, don't. in the you don't at any point in that playoff i mean disappointing but hey they were fun to watch this year they were uh i i, I would be remiss if we didn't mention this uh it happened right before we came on air um Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins Adam Schefter just tweeted out uh 
he died this morning in South Florida. He was, I believe, in a car accident or he was hit by a car. Uh, he was 25 years old. Uh, the tweet from Schefter was that he died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Uh, he would have been 25 next month. Yes, he, yeah, he would be so. turning 25 uh, May 3rd, but I'm um, just terrible news. Yeah. It, it happened uh, literally right as we came on air. We were all talking about it. Uh, Josh was getting the update ready, and it just happened. And it was it was somewhat of a scramble right before we came on. But, just, I mean, tragic news. Uh, you, you, just, you never want to see something like that happen. I mean, truthfully, you, you just don't. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just it's a horrible way, but you know, I, it's tough. It really it is tough to to see something like that. I mean, so young, it's just horrible. But we move on. Other sports news as well. The Masters is this week. Uh, Jeremy White, of course, gave you or if you listened to the morning show yesterday, a fashion show. Um, who was best dressed? That's always interesting to listen. To. That's my thing with golf apparel. It is a hit or miss. It's without a doubt a hit or miss with golf apparel. Josh, how do you feel? Like the colorful pants. Victor Hovland looked terrible. Yeah, see, I'm not a very uh, bright and not not to say bright and cheery, but like bright clothes kind of guy. Like pants should be like kind of mundane in my opinion. The shirts you can go all out. I love like a good crazy shirt, but but. Pants, you can kind of keep them like a khaki or like a gray or even like blue. But when you start getting into like some of the territory with like salmon and, and other shades of pink and things like that, then I'm like, okay, pump the brakes. It's a little little too much for me. But I think I'm the complete opposite. Give me like neon green pants. Oh, so you're so you're like a, a more casual shirt but crazy pants kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. See, I, think, also, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, see, like I, I think pants should be kind of more low-key, but shoes and shirts, just go ham. Go all out. How do you feel about white belts? That that's been a white big topic of they discussion. They do they do they do pop, but it, it it only works with certain color schemes. You gotta like yeah. you, 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 look look at us talking fashion on a sports. A sports I'm wearing fashion. I'm wearing sweatpants and a <laughs> somewhat orange T-shirt. Yeah, and I'm wear- I think I'm absolutely <laughs> inclined to talk about fashion. I think absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah Brayton's got a jersey on. What do you have a yeah, Bills shirt? It's, on? it's, it's nice sports Bill jersey shirt. Saturday. It, it used to be a thing more so during the pandemic, but it's still a thing. Brayton uh, wins the fashion. For it, the no, day. he does. He does the Kansas City Scouts jersey. It's fantastic. I'm gonna head yeah. I'll I'll tweet out a photo later but. I'm, I'm gonna hit on that real quick so i'm not gonna be able to bring it up anymore but i have an alarmingly like lacking jersey collection oh i, I but I there's can, a reason I why i can help you i can help you grow that collection I, it better be old players because there is a reason <laughs> why every jersey i've gotten either has been a gift i've bought whatever something happens to the player in terms of the team he's on yes first bills jersey i got kiko alonzo loved him his rookie uh-huh. year oh. Oh. oh we all know what happened to kiko <laughs> Yeah. Became kind of a dirty player, gets traded, gets hurt, everything. Because I got the jersey. I get Jack Eichel's 50th anniversary jersey. Well, you can't necessarily blame yourself for that. I, no, it's I, just, pu- I put like 98% It's coincidence that this type of stuff happens when you pick a player where it's like, oh, I really like that, but oh, something ha- happened. Oh, okay. I got um, a Chris right. Drury jersey two months before free agency See? started. He's the reason. Josh mm. is the reason. That, that's rough. Take, yeah, that's I will rough. Take sole responsibility. Uh, let's see. Do I have any? Do I have any stories like that? I mean, not necessarily with jerseys, but um, Josh, I am blaming you though for Chris Jersey. I, I blame I myself. Just, that's why I'm an emotional wreck. Half the like time. a lot of the jerseys that I own are kind of like they're. I'll be honest, they're blanks. I have a lot of blank jerseys. A lot of blank jerseys. Yes, that's probably a good call. Um, My parents actually got me a blank jersey for Christmas one year because they got me a palm, two Palmonville jerseys, and then he got traded. And they were Ooh. like, you know what? 
we're getting you a blank one because we got Drury. He was gone. We got Pominville. Now he's gone. So you're getting a blank jersey, and you're going to like so, it. So, like, I've got a blank Kansas City Scouts jersey on nice. right now. Uh, let's see. I have just a bunch of, like, I, I just recently acquired a Seattle Kraken jersey. Blank. I, I just, like... I have a let's see a Golden Knights jersey, the gold one. Those really those are really beautiful nice. those gold, are really, really nice. shimmery gold jerseys. It's a blank. I that was that's, it's a safe call. Yeah, it, that what was your thoughts that was, on movie jerseys. I had a I had a yes. uh, Charlie Conway Mighty Ooh, Ducks jersey yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Hey, as long I, as they're I want good, a Flint Tropics. Jersey. As long as they're good, oh, Flint Tropics. That's all I want. That's yeah. all I want before I die. That's what I want. I want a Flint Tropics jersey When's with my birthday? last name on it. When's my birthday? April twenty seventh, end of this month. Oh, uh-huh. cool. Which also. Springtime, terrible time to have your birthday. Oh yeah, my birthday's next Saturday. Yeah, I, I, See, I know you how get you it. feel. I had snow on my birthday <laughs> one year, and then <laughs> the next year it was <laughs> ninety. Like I can't keep up with that. You, yeah, you guys and your spring birthdays, you think you've got it so bad. If it's a winter birthday, I, I, I'm, I'm a, not. Competing. I'm a Christmas baby. Oh, you're a Christmas much. baby. Yeah. Oh man, now, December twentieth, boys. Oh, December twentieth. Did your parents wow. get you f like extra gifts, or they, are they I like mean, no, I mean, no, no? They they would, but a okay. lot of the uh, a lot of the family members or a lot of other people, it would just be like a, oh hey, like Merry Christmas and Happy Birthday, Brayton, and then my sisters would be like Merry <laughs> Christmas, and it would be like gift cards that were the same amount, but it's like. I, I get a I get a gift card for the same amount for my birthday and, Absolutely. and Christmas. Absolutely. I mean, not that it really matters anymore, but <laughs> it just it was still as like a kid, you kinda like Really? Like hurts a little bit. It kinda did. Hurts kinda a does. Bit. Yeah. But I mean, certainly just uh yeah, you you two thinking it's so horrible to have spring birthdays. I don't know. I mean LOL. like you know what though, I I will say this. I get the draft literally like on my birthday or your like weekend. the day after draft weekend it's is wonderful. Your, yeah. I, the only thing I usually get is Easter. And oh, yep, Easter. It's always like the day of or the day after or the day before my birthday. But this year, I get a Sabres game on my birthday, which has never happened. I'm going. I'm That's very big. ecstatic. It's, That's big. It's well, so I big. mean, not that it has never happened. I'm sure there's well, been. It's happened, but when. Right. It's, it's I've been a very been long time yes. since you've had a Sabres game on your birthday that actually falls in the parameters of. Well, that time even frame. even like when I was little, I don't remember watching like a playoff game on mm-hmm. my birthday because around my birthday is when the playoffs would usually start because of how the schedule has changed over time and everything like that. But I don't even remember like a playoff game happening on my birthday. It was always like the day before or the day after. Yeah. So it's a momentous occasion for me, and I'm very excited. Well, speaking <laughs> of the Sabres, that's actually where I wanted to start like really our conversations today. I know we just chit-chatted for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. About really, fashion, yeah, about re- jerseys. Yeah, really wasting our first yeah. segment. But, you know. You can, you can still tweet out your sports jersey Saturdays bids if you want. Trust me. I mean, I'm sure Jeremy would like to see more jerseys. The, be, the best I'd I have like is to an see Earl jerseys. Campbell jersey. I, I have a Texas Earl Campbell jersey. Well, I'm very proud of that. Well, before, before we jump into the conversation, like, because I was thinking about this, too, you know. Obviously, this year, the 11-day power play is coming up once again. Yes. And I'm playing in the 11-day power play for the first time in a, in three years. Okay. It's been since 2019 that I've played in the 11-day power play because right after I played in August, I tore my ACL, mm-hmm. had to get surgery, and then the pandemic hit and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, gonna, I'm taking part this year, and I'm really excited to. The last time I was in the 11-day power play, though... I pushed for donations for my for my page by saying that uh, I would go to a Bills Patriots game dressed in all Boston gear. So that re- required me to buy a Tom Brady Patriots jersey, which I still have. Do you also way. have like I still have Patriots sweatpants? And- uh, no, I wore. Let's see, what did I wear? Uh, Tom Brady jersey. Okay. Boston Celtics shorts. Nice. Boston Bruins hat. Nice. And a Boston Red Sox pair of socks. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I was the thinking Red Sox uh, socks are that's 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 the the that's the look the cherry on you, top. You, of you the had you ha- uh, that's what I figured. It's just like it's the Red Sox. You have to wear socks. Yeah. That are the Red you Sox. You have to. So that's where I went with that. But I'm also thinking too, where it's just like okay, so this year comes around. I'm almost tempted to make a similar sort of thing on the air right now where it's just like, hey, get me this X amount of money before, you know, I'm off the air with you because I've got to leave it around quarter to one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, donate this amount of money before one o'clock. Do you want to marry yourself to that? I'm willing to. I love it. I love it. Look at but, this. But I'm trying Look to figure, the dedication. I'm trying Doesn't to figure care. out I'm trying to figure out what exactly I'm going well, to yeah, do if you people can't. donate X amount of money yeah, before you, one. You can't do another Boston thing because then it gets a little no. derivative. And, and right, and and I have an idea. If people, it's just like it's Mac Jones. Like, are we really worried about Mac Jones that much? Are you open to a Sabers type version of this? Uh, depending. Next time the Knights are in town, you have to wear all Jack Eichel gear and make an "I love you" Jack sign. You do. Ooh, that's it right there. Ooh, that's it. It's the sign that sold me. And I've and I've got to go down on the boards and yes. put it up and, and yep. right before you gotta get, you gotta get try there to get on camera. Out. Yep. Ooh, yeah. I, I can't tell you have to get on camera, but I, I need you to, get, try. You have to try. get it. Get you a Jack to. Eichel stick, like ask for a stick or something <laughs> oh, like that. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I'm in. That's what you got to oh, do. Oh man. All right. So all speaking right. of that, though. Uh, all right. Let's let's yeah. let's put it out there. Uh, let's see. Because currently, right now, I gotta I gotta pull up my my page. Because I've I've gotten some donations Good. over Good. the last few weeks. My page right now I think is at four hundred and seventy dollars. Okay. For donations for mm-hmm. the eleven day. Uh my goal is nine hundred and thirty at least on the website. Okay. I I think I'm gonna raise that goal though to uh where do I want to raise it to, guys? Do we go eleven hundred in in honor of the eleven day power play? I would. I go eleven hundred dollars. Eleven eleven. Okay, for people, 11, 11. For, and I'll and I'll tweet this out for people listening and and willing to contribute. I am hereby saying if I get eleven hundred dollars worth of donations by one o'clock today, and I'll even give that fifteen minute okay. period that I'm okay. that I'm out of here and off on the road. If I hit eleven hundred dollars on the day today. I will go to the next Sabres game when the Golden Knights are in town in Jack Eichel gear with a sign that says, you know, that's like, hey, Jack, I'm your biggest fan. Give me your stick or something like that. I will go and I will I will do that. Should we say it has to be Sabres Jack Eichel gear? Or does it? Or, or can it be? No, like it has. Knight? It has to be Vegas gold, the Golden okay. Knights gear, because that because that, that proves you've still followed them through all that's, of this. That's true. Okay, that's true. We all right. That. So that means I I'd, I'd probably try to get my uh, my gold Golden Knights jersey with yeah. uh, with an Eichel on the back <laughs> of it. I love it. I'm in. So by what, <sighs> yeah. what one or one fifteen? One one. Okay. One o'clock. So people okay. listening in, uh, and I will I will be sure to tweet this out as we get started here. If yes. I, if we if we get to eleven hundred dollars worth of donations today. Uh, I will. I will go to the next Sabers Golden Knights game and be like big Jack Eichel fanboy. I'm very excited, but very prepared for massive disappointment How when much we miss it by two dollars. Let's let's just let's. let's oh no, I'm going to keep track of it. And, if, it, and if, if I was going to say, if it looks like it's not going to hit, it's going to hit. Can oh, I <laughs> on, on the sign that I bring? Can I have it written down as like Jack? Can you hear me? I'm your biggest fan. Yes. Yes. I'm all in. I'm can you all hear in. me, Jack? Yes, can you hear is, me, Jack? That is what. That, that's the only thing that can be written on the sign. 
That's yes. <laughs> Got to let them know how much you love them, miss them. Can, can you hear me? I want your stick. I want your stick. <laughs> but, so, continuing on, the Buffalo Sabres had, I think, what we would all consider a gauntlet of a week. Regardless of the Owen Power news and, you know, stuff in the AHL, the, the Sabres have had to play some pretty darn good teams. Florida twice, Carolina twice. They're now going to get Tampa Bay, I believe, tomorrow. And Toronto on Tuesday. So, there's, I mean, they're in the middle of the gauntlet. And they have not come up with wins typically as they have. However, I'm still somewhat impressed by them. I still like the effort they're giving. I mean, I, I could have sworn Dylan Cousins was injured. Well, that man's leg turned into an accordion. Yeah. Like- and he came right out after, after the intermission and was ready. He was on the bench, ready to go. And it, it felt like every Buffalo fan watching the game was like, wait, Dylan's alive? He's coming yeah, back cause, out because he was being helped off the ice yeah. by his teammates, and I was like, "Well," and, and the hit looked bad. Season. He he fell badly. Um, I I I still like this team. I like the fact that Victor Olofsson has scored in three straight games after his shot looked broken. Now we we find out. I think a few weeks ago it was more of a wrist injury more than anything, but he's looked great. I think Skinner has scored in three of his last four. He's now a thirty goal scorer. Victor Olofsson's going to flirt with twenty five goals this year. Because he just can't stop Kyle scoring. Kyle is going to flirt with 30 I, He looks fantastic. Goals. But then you also have the young players. I mean, Krebs' passing is incredible. But I, I don't want to get too excited because the results still are not there. They're still losing. They're still trying to force overtime a bit too much. I don't know. Am, am, I, am I being a little too negative when I'm like, I, I still am getting very disappointed by these losses? Like, am I, am I sort of jumping too high? Or is it somewhat one of those where... No, be a little disappointed. They've clearly played a lot better. At, like, the, I, what would we say this last two months? Well, there's there's been the points of the year where they've played great in the first and then fallen off the last two thirds of the game, yeah. and then great in the third, but haven't been there in the first two periods. And lately, we've been seeing them more of a consistent effort throughout the whole game. And I mean, as you said, this past week hasn't been the easiest, but they've been playing more of a complete game aside from maybe. Last night against Florida, when they you know go up by two goals and yeah. surrender the goal, the two goal lead, but but still, it's they've been playing more complete games. They've been playing more as a unit, and it's a very encouraging thing to see when when guys are getting beat up on after the whistle. The whole team joins in. It's not just one guy trying to defend himself. Mm-hmm. Everyone's jumping in, and I think Tage Thompson said it. There's no me's in the locker room. It's a we mentality. And but it, that's the thing. I watch this team, and it does feel like a we mentality. Right. I think they. It's not that they kind of know, but I'm glad they're doing it as a we mentality because I don't think there's that singular player, right now at least, right now that'll score you. 80 to 90 points in a season that can truly take over a game. Like as much as much as I think a lot of Buffalo fans don't miss Jack Eichel, I will miss that fact about Jack where it's like he he could potentially be a 100-point scorer on a good team. Well, I mean, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. advocate here, Tage Thompson has the potential to pass Jack Eichel's career goal total I think he will. this year. He is four goals away from yeah. passing Jack's goal total as a Sabre. Well, not Probably as a Sabre, should. In a, yeah. yeah. Right. He's at 32, and Jack... The most he ever scored with the Sabres was 36. Granted, mm-hmm. you had the pandemic year, you had his injury. Right. So there's there's areas where you can cut Jack some slack, but Tage Thompson is proving, hey, I can I can be in this kind of conversation too. Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um. I, and what's he at? Like 58 points too. I mean, 58. He's, yep. Yeah. He's putting up assists as well. He's right. not just a goal scorer for this team. And I mean, to me, I, I know we've all loved the Donnelly transformation, or or more or less him just becoming. 
Um, the Fralunda Darlene. I think that's been a lot of fun. But <clears throat> Tage, to me, has been the star this season. Right, right. I mean, I, I, Tage Thompson, I was, I've was i been saying this to my wife probably for the past couple weeks now. But it's just like watching him play, he just looks so dynamic on yes. the ice. He looks like a guy that could that, that could take over the game just with the... Just a snap uh, yeah. of the fingers. It's just he gets the puck on his stick. and That wrist shot is filthy. It is. And uh, just the way he sees the ice and he's taking over games, it's amazing to see the transformation that we've seen. And to think that, you know, this was the type of player that was ready to break out of his shell uh, mm-hmm. this year was just... Who would have seen this sort of uh, breakout coming from Tage Thompson? I think the thing is, I... I... No one was sitting here before this. I mean, I remember because I, I just started working here during the preseason when Granado decided, yeah, we're going to throw him in at center. Let's see what happens. And everybody was like, yeah, let's just see. What, who cares? Let's just right. see what happens. I have, a, I have a funny story about that. So years back when the Sabres traded for Tage Thompson and he was just on the team mm-hmm. in the NHL games on like Xbox, PS4, or whatever, um, I would put him as – and I would refer to him as a center. Yep. On, on my podcast with my friends, and my one friend ripped me apart. He's like, he's not a center. He's a winger. He'll never be a center. And then this season started, and they put him at center, and he's been doing this. And my friend is like, you know what? You, you got it. I it, you was, got it was it. a fluky It was a fluky thing, but you got it. Good for you. I just it, – it is it is wild. I mean, like, truthfully, Tage Thompson's development is why I have so much faith in Granado as a coach. It's not necessarily that I love what he has to say, and I do. And as a former athlete myself, Granado is the kind of coach that I really did resonate with. That's the kind of coaching that I really enjoyed. But he, Sorry, I mean, it's 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 what he's done with Thompson in terms of <laughs> let's see what happens. I'm going to throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. <laughs> right, and it did. But now, like you know, we've got three first-round picks this year. We've got a ton of young players. I want to see what he does with Krebs with a full season and off-season. Well, the other thing is, is you look at the Sabres scoring chart, and yeah, this leading scorer's got 58 points with Tage Thompson, but mm-hmm. it's spread out throughout the team. I mean, your one, two, three, four, five. Your, your fifth leading scorer is Victor Olsen with 39 points, and there's there's three 39 or there's three 30-point getters. There's two 40-point getters, two 50-point getters. Like it's it's all spread out yeah. evenly. And then there's a bunch of guys in the 20s. And even and if you even go lower, I, I think the lowest is Bryson and Samuelson, who have played like you know relatively the most games with the least amount of points. Because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's some guys that have been there in there for like scratches and like, yeah. whatnot. But but it's it's just a nice thing to see. It's all spread out. It's not Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt. It's not. Ryan O'Reilly. It's it's a bunch of different guys that you can count on scoring every single night. Yeah, it's it's it, it's been interesting. I think that's probably the best way I'm I'm going to be able to describe it today. It's been interesting. I'm it's, getting excited. I want to go to more games. I want to see more games. I I kind of don't want the season to end, but I also do just because I want to get to next season where I think it's going to be more fun. But right. I'm, I'm still I am disappointed when they lose to Carolina and Florida, even though I mean Florida's got 50 wins now. Right. I mean earlier you know, this year you're watching games and this team. Didn't look anything close to the, no. the group that we see right no, now. You're, you're completely right. It was a group that was really struggling to find themselves. It was a group that was struggling to find their game, mm-hmm. struggling to score, struggling to get some competent goaltending, and struggling to just be a team overall. And I think it was that six-game losing streak or whatever losing streak that they were on, like January into February, and all of a sudden... After they got that one win, it just clicked for them. Everything started to move into motion. Everything started to 
put themselves in a situation where they look like the team that they've been playing yeah. like this and, and the team they were meant to be. They look like a, a four-line team for you know, as, as well as the four lines look on paper. They, they've been playing really well, yep. and they're getting the competent goaltending from Craig Anderson for the most part. Dustin Tokarski, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, goal- goaltending, I think all years kind of been sure. A, it is what it is. Sure, but it, but you never can count them out of games anymore. I mean, the past two games is a is another thing. But <laughs> uh, you know, when when they go down by a goal or two, you can't yeah. count them out. No, you can't. When, when you when they're down, or you know, there, there's just certain situations where these guys are out on the ice and something happens, it doesn't phase them anymore because. Back in October, November, they'd be up 2-1. Then all of a sudden they face a 3-2 deficit. And let's just hypothetically say there's still two periods left to play. You knew right then and there, oh, this this game's over. Yeah. They, there's no way they're coming back from this. Now they go down 4 nothing to a team like Chicago. And mind you, Chicago is, is you know, they're a bad team in itself. Yeah, it's not good. But they're still down 4 nothing in the early in the second period. And they fight back to win that game. That's still saying something about this group, that it, just the mentality, the aura about that team has changed so much. And it's so refreshing to see. It's so nice to see, especially after the the past that we've seen with just how bad this team has played at times. It's great to see that finally they're starting to put some sort of semblance of team play together, and hopefully they can carry that over again into next year. I'm, I, you know, that's why I'm excited. That's that's why I'm. St- I still watch every game. I do. I turn on every single game I can. You know, I. It's it's tougher to get the ESPN Plus games for me just because I don't have it. But I, you know, I find a way or I'll, I'll follow it on Twitter, whatever it is. But I'm I'm still excited. <sighs> I mean, we. But here's the thing. We're gonna hear more about the Sabers coming up. We got Brian Koziel joining us. Uh, after this, we're going to take a quick break in just a minute. You know, we're running a little late, but we got Brian Colesio coming up uh, at eleven thirty. He's the post game host for every Sabres game. He's also the host for Tita Green. The Masters is going on. Scotty Scheffler's in the lead. Tiger Woods has made the cut. I don't want to hear anyone that bet against him. You're all cowards. See, Josh, you're a coward. You bet against him. I can't believe you. But yeah, so Scotty Scheffler is in the lead at eight under par. Tigers made the cut, so we're gonna we're gonna hear from Brian Cozy at eleven thirty. If you want to get your thought in, thoughts in, you can tweet at us at, at WGR five fifty. You can tweet at us personally. I've tweeted uh, this show out and all that stuff. You can also call us at eight zero three zero five fifty. If you want to talk Sabers, what's bills, your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle. Oh, I've had to change this one so many times. It is at Zachary Jones one ninety eight. Okay, I'm gonna go follow you now. He's, oh, look at that! It took it took three years. He's gonna follow me. Look at that, guys. He followed me before you. I just like to point that out. It's because he was intimidated by me. That's how I'm going to take it. That is how I'm going to take it. But we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Brian Koziel is going to join us, talk some Sabres, talk some Masters, maybe a little bit more. I might ask him about the Diggs extension, you know. I'm going to test his brain. We're gonna, I'm just going to throw him random questions, ask him TV shows, all that stuff. But we're going to do that in a little bit more coming up here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, 
But hey, I um, made the cut. I've got a chance going in the weekend. It's going to be cool tomorrow. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be the golf course that Augusta National wants. It's going to be, you know, quicker, drier, faster, and uh, it'll be a, a great test. That green coat on Sunday afternoon. It was Tiger Woods ahead of his second round. He played okay, I, but to be fair, yesterday the wind was just a monster. He's one over par today, but I think the big thing really is he made the cut, and that's huge. That's a win. Yeah. That's a win in yeah. anybody's book. For me, that's a win. I, I, truthfully, I thought his week of the Masters was set the moment any he didn't completely fall apart. On any day one. tournament. Where you, it features Tiger Woods heading into Saturday and Sunday is a win, it's better. especially it's just better. with everything that's gone on mm-hmm. with his car accident and with you know his play declining over the years. Yeah. He's still fun and must watch for golf every single weekend that he's involved. I mean, I've seen people describe him like like he moves the needle. No, he is the needle for golf. It's just different. It's it's massive. But we're going to hear a little bit more about golf and the Sabres. Joining us on our West Her Hotline, Brian Cozio, the host of Tia Green, the host of the postgame show with the Sabres. Brian, how are you this morning? Good morning. Doing very well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I mean, we, we talked, what, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's, it's been forever since we've talked. I know. Looking glad to have you back on here. <laughs> I, I I help Brian with Tita Green. I produce it in the mornings on Saturdays. So we we were talking just a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we were. You were up bright and early with me on Saturday. So for uh, those that missed Tita Green, of course you can check it on the on demand section on our website. But uh, yeah, it was a good good show this morning on the Masters. Thanks as always for your help to the show. Oh, always, always. But, you know, jumping right in, Brian, what have, what have your thoughts been on Tiger just in the first two rounds? I mean, he's one over par, but but how have you felt watching him play? I think, like, he is just, he's one of the athletes, I think, in my lifetime that I just feel like every time you watch him play, there's like an extra buzz, an extra juice. There's just something about him that he carries with him even when he's playing average golf, but it's just like must-see TV. And obviously the storyline coming in, uh, America loves a good comeback story. We know that. In sports, it gets amplified then even more if it's a comeback story. And if it's a celebrity on top of that, which Tiger Woods is, a well-known, one of the greatest athletes ever in sports, like you got the triple threat going on there. And for him to have that terrible car accident where he – basically almost loses his leg it was to the point of total reconstruction and for now to him to be able to come back just a little over a year later and compete with the world's best and have to walk a very very difficult challenging golf course on top of that beyond playing good golf it's just it's really 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 impressive I mean he beat so many big names that have been coming in playing so well and not only for him to be able to physically get that done coming off of all the rehab and everything, but for him to be able to actually play well enough that maybe we can even have the discussion that he could still be in contention. Uh, I just, I think is, is it really just incredible? Well, I'm glad you brought up the idea that he could still be in contention. I mean, his, his round started off rough yesterday. I think he, or he bogeyed four of his first five holes or three of his first four holes, but he ended really, really well. How, how do you expect him to play today? I mean, the, I think the wind is still going to be around 40 miles per hour. Do you imagine he's going to have a round very similar? Or do you think he can kind of make a move? I think that the, 
you know, for him, he obviously is going to have to make birdies. And I guess I would say you're looking for conditions to be a little bit rougher. Probably the temperatures are down today, too. I think they said the highs are only going to be maybe into the mid to upper 50s. That's probably not the best for Tiger, just whether or not even the leg is an issue. His back has always been tight. He always said that warmer temperatures are better for him to stay loose. So I got to imagine that just the overall weather, the wind, and the cold temperatures, that he's not loving that. So I wouldn't say that the conditions set up for him to maybe make a great run today. With that said, he knows how to play in these conditions because he's done it so often there. He knows this course as good as anybody that's playing right now. So can he come back and make a little run? Sure. I think he's going to need a ton of help, though. If we're really talking about winning, I mean, it's it's really – it's like twofold here. He is – he's only four shots behind second place. I mean, that's really impressive, four shots behind second place. And could he pass some of these guys that are in second place over the course of today? He could. But then you go to Scheffler, the leader – who's five more in front of second place. And that's where I think Tiger's going to need some help. Even if he goes out and maybe shoots three or four under par today and maybe can catch a decent amount of those guys that are sitting at three and two under right now, what is Scheffler going to do? I mean, I, and that might be the case for everybody, just beyond Tiger. Does anybody else have a chance to win this event? A lot of it has to do with the fact that they probably need Scheffler to come back a little. Even if Scheffler does something today around you know one or two under maybe he shoots two under par and he's at 10 under par i mean that means tiger's got to make up 11 strokes over the next two days on him and that's an awfully tall task for a guy that's playing as good as anybody in the world right now so for all the players that i would say are maybe plus one and better that are all close to the top of the leaderboard they still are going to need shuffler to come back a little and it's hard to sit here and say that it's going to happen because he's been locked in and he's been playing so great. He's got three wins since February, which is an incredible season, uh, let alone just an incredible two months. So I, I think a lot of the drama and a lot of our who can win and who can't win stories are going to be hinged on the fact that Will Scheffler makes some mistakes today. Is it surprising to see the rise of Scheffler to the top of the leaderboard, Brian? I know that we had talked earlier in the week just about who you know was maybe favored to come out on top at the Masters this year. But um, Scotty Scheffler, he's not an unknown name necessarily, but not one of those names like a Justin Thomas or a Jordan Spieth or a, a Dustin Johnson or any of these other you know American names that we've heard of for so long as being the the top golfers in the world. But Scotty Scheffler is certainly a guy that's not heard of, but is it a surprise with this tournament and everything with the Masters to see him uh, not only on top of the leaderboard, but by a head by five, sh- by five shots on the rest of the field? I guess if you look at what he's done over the last calendar year, then maybe we should not be surprised. He has three wins in his last five events. Then if you go back, even just to the start of uh, 2022, he's got, besides the three wins, he's got a second, a tied for second, and a fourth, and a tied for seventh in there too. I mean, that's four more top tens, not even counting the three wins. If you go back to last year's majors, like, let's just see, what did he do last year in the majors? Well, last July at the British Open, he finished in eighth. At the U.S. Open last year, he finished in seventh. At the PGA, he finished in eighth. 
So his last three majors, he was in the top 10 too. Uh, last year's Masters, the 18th. So maybe if you go back just over the last calendar year and you look at that, you're saying, well, okay, now maybe we can see why the data has put him up to number one in the world. And I think more and more convincing to me now when I look at all that and I break that down and think, yeah, you know what? He is playing as good as anybody right now. The only argument against him coming in is that he just hasn't played Augusta National more than a couple of times. And a lot of times people have always said, like, experience matters at this event, which I would tend to agree with. That's why sometimes you see the older players contend more in this tournament because you just really need to know this course inside and out, where to hit your approach shots from, where to putt from on the green, what are the spots to avoid. But if you just purely look at who's playing the best and over the last year, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that we shouldn't be surprised that he's playing this well. If, if Scotty Scheffler does start to fault today and, and, and makes mistakes, who do you think is best capable to overtake him and, and, and really make this a contest? Well, I think maybe you started a guy that won it two years ago. That's Dustin Johnson. He is two under par, so that would put him six back. He's in a tie for sixth right now. Uh, this is a guy that is calm, cool customer no matter what. A guy that does what all of us would love to do if when you're playing golf is – forget about the previous shot. He's just so good at if he makes a mistake, just like, whatever, we're going on to the next shot, that sort of mentality. Um, so I like how he does that. He obviously has had success here winning two years ago. A guy that I picked going in that I thought had a real good shot of winning, and I still think he does, is Justin Thomas. He's at uh, one under, tied for 10, and tied Scheffler for the round of the day yesterday at 67. I think it's going to take another – like another five, uh, five under round from him, like another 67 to really give himself a chance at it. But I do think he's capable. He just had a, a really bad start to the tournament, but that's another guy. And, you know, I guess we shouldn't forget about Hideki Matsuyama. He won it last year. He's sitting in a tie for second, too. Um, because he's not as flashy, I think sometimes we forget that he is a really, really good golfer. And obviously winning last year, he's got the confidence to be playing well. Um, some of these other... Guys, I mean, Cameron Smith is also two under par. We know he won at the Players' Championship, the big event last month at Sawgrass. He is right now probably the best putter on tour to play well on these Augusta Greens. You've got to be a great putter. He could be a guy there, too. Um, so those are maybe some of the names that I think maybe could come up and be near the top if Scheffler does fall back today. Transitioning over to hockey and on our West Her Hotline, Brian Koziel, the postgame host for the Sabres. Now, Brian... We had some breaking news yesterday, but it ultimately wasn't too surprising. Owen Power has officially signed his entry-level contract with the Sabres, and the Sabres have somewhat announced, but not officially, that his first game will be Tuesday. What was your reaction to Owen Power uh, joining the Sabres? Not a surprise in the sense that he was going to, uh, going to be a part of the team. We thought that every indication was that he was going to sign as soon as his year was over at Michigan. For me, the initial disappointment that the Frozen Four obviously did not go the way that Michigan and he and his teammates had planned was wondering only if maybe would that have delayed him signing with the team just for maybe an extra week or so. Like, you know, would he say, look, this, you know, this, this was maybe for me uh, something that was so disappointing. I need a couple of extra days just to kind of, chill out on it and then he'll focus on getting back with Buffalo. But 
nope, he's right into it. Got to love that mentality that he's excited to be with the team. And as we've seen the Sabres team improve here over the last two months, one big piece of that to me has been that this team has been healthy. So you have essentially anybody that Don Granada would want at his disposal available to play in this lineup. But one thing I know that we've been all looking forward to is, okay, what does it look like next year? Well, some of these extra pieces like Owen Power, like maybe Jack Quinn, three number one draft picks and a lot of cap space, like all these little extra things. Okay. Check the box, check the box. Well, the first check the box here is getting Owen Power in and to be able to have two number one overall picks on your blue line with Rasmus Dahlin, who, by the way, has been a huge part of why they've been playing so well over this last month and a half or so. And now you add power to the mix. I think I could see why Sabre fans would be really excited to make your debut likely in Toronto, where he's from and his family's from. What a cool story. The buzz for him that day, the attention he's going to get from the Toronto media and the Sabres media that'll be there. Uh, it's, that's a really like storybook come true for him. And then, of course, I think what's exciting is Thursday now comes one of those maybe must-be-at games uh, with the Sabres hosting the Blues. It's another event where there's going to be a lot of buzz in the building. It's been so good this year when we've had that, like the Rick Jenneret night, the night Eichel returned, and now that probably that game on Thursday with the Blues in town, that there's going to be, I'm sure, quite a bit of walk-up ticket sales over the next few days as people are really excited to see the number one overall pick. Yeah, Brian, maybe some some of the most highest levels of anticipation and hype with this team probably in a while, just given the way that the team has played and some of the ways that we're seeing some of the prospects play, like Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka down in Rochester. And certainly when looking ahead to these final games, we we might get a look at one of those guys or two from Rochester plus Owen Power, but certainly going into next season, not to look too far ahead, but I mean, looking ahead into the the near future, I guess we'll say, it's pretty exciting to see that we're going to get a good look at these young players and guys that, you know, will probably have a longer term impact with this team and getting a chance to maybe finally get a sense of how optimistic the future is going to look in Buffalo, especially with the past 11 years being as dreary as they've been. Yeah, and and I'm not a huge believer in any of these sports of, okay, how you finish your last, you know, how everybody said, oh, whether you win in week 17 in football, does that help you through the offseason? Like, I don't really buy that that much. I know there's maybe an argument to be made for it, but for this year, this Sabres team – I feel like maybe there's a little bit more of an argument for how this whole just mentality of the franchise kind of lives through the summer months. Finishing this last, these last two months strong, and it looks like that's going to happen. And then, as you said, the anticipation of what is next. Well, here is power, and maybe we'll still get to see Quinn before the season's over. I hope that ends up working out. And now what does Kevin Adams do with the three first-rounders and all the cap space? and the goalie decision of what's upcoming. And the fact that Don Granato right now, I feel like, can ask these guys to, to run through the wall, and they are all lining up saying, me first, me first. Like, I just think we haven't had that with the Sabres organization. Probably going back, unfortunately, you got to go back to the Briere and Drury days, where you have guys that have bought in so much with their coach and each other. That's a huge thing, too. 
That has not been a part of this room. Even though they've been maybe more talented with certain players, they have not bought into the fact that they are all on the same page and they are not only playing for themselves but for each other. And you can tell when you watch these games here. It is a rarity where we sit here and think that maybe effort is at all a question or do they have each other's backs or are they not excited to play with and for each other. That is something that I feel like is definitely evident if you've been watching this team consistently. And that can be contagious, I think, through this offseason. And I bet it's got to be pretty motivating to Kevin Adams, who walked into a disaster, and now maybe he's got an opportunity with all the tools that we just laid out, with the call-ups and Quinn and, and Power and Paterka and others, and then the cap space and the draft picks of, wow, what, what can I do? You know, if I'm Kevin Adams, what can I do? This steam engine is starting to roll on the tracks. What can I do now with all these tools to keep it going and maybe step on the gas so that this rolls into next September and October at the pace that they're at right now where they can compete with some of the top half of the Eastern Conference? Brian Koziel on the West Her Hotline. Brian, thank you so much for coming on today. I know uh, I, I kind of had to like beg you a little bit and sort of like an awkward text, but thank you so much for coming on today. <laughs> Oh, no problem. Anytime. You uh, always take care of us on Saturday morning, so uh, I got your back here on Saturday late morning. No problem. Thank Anytime. you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, guys. That was Brian Koziel on our West Her Hotline, the host of Tita Green and the host of the post-game Sabres podcast, or uh, not, not podcast, the, uh, the post-game Sabres show. Uh, before we go to break, I do want to get connected to our fans. Kevin tweeted uh, us and... I, you know, it's not too surprising, but he tweeted us that Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner have scored a combined 62 goals, while Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart, their most ever was combined 58. I'm not surprised, but a part of me was still shocked to see that. Quick shout out to my buddy Kevin. What's up, buddy? Graduated <laughs> together at Fredonia. There you go. But yeah, no, that was that. That is actually kind of a shocking tweet. I didn't expect that either. Like. I, I thought those two would have combined for much more than 58 goals. I, I could have sworn they would, but then as I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I always wanted Jack to shoot more. So it made it made sense to me. That's true, because think about it. He was also feeding Skinner a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, it made sense. But we're going to take a quick break. But if you want to get you know, if you want to get on the show with us, you can call us at 803-0550. Share any thoughts, Sabres, Bills, the Masters, baseball has started up. I know I'm already upset. I'm an Angels fan. They're 0-2. Can't even believe I got excited. Uh, if You can also tweet us at WGR550, but we are going to take a quick break, and we are going to transition a little bit over to football. We're going to have a quick segment, and then we're going to get to the top of the hour, and a little bit more is coming up. Your calls, whatever you want, coming up here on WGR550. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Nate Geary is off today. That does not mean we're not going to be late to the break. This is Zach Jones. I'm covering for him. I typically produce for him. I'm doing just as bad a job hosting because we're going to still be late. 
But we're gonna get, we're gonna get there. We're Just gonna don't take here. it into the twelve o'clock. You've you've got a minute and twenty seconds before it hits twelve. I can kill that. <laughs> I, we're fine. <laughs> Uh, before we go to break, just want to preview our guests coming up today in about a half hour. Sal Capaccio is going to join the show. Stefan Diggs signs an extension. Ryan Bates, Taiwan Jones. A lot of Bills news. And CBS Sports is Chris Trapasso. He'll join the show at 1, talk a little draft as that is just barreling towards us. I mean, it, it it's I'm stunned it's already April. But... We're going to do that. We, we, we're going to have an open segment, though, coming in. So if you want to get your calls in at 803-0550, you can tweet the show at WGR550. You can tweet at any of us if you want to get your thoughts in. But we're going to take a quick break again. This is WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 